Everybody and welcome back to Appalachian Pie. This is Blaine checking in again for another episode, and this evening I get to introduce you to a trio that brand themselves as Appalachian Gypsum Appalachian Gypsy Punk. They're based out of Charleston, West Virginia. We've had at least one other gentleman, Mr. Vance, that has also come out of that region and joined us. So, hey. Give them all a listen, and we'll catch you here in a little bit. So everyone, meet Gypsy Rhythm. Gypsy Rhythm, meet everyone. How are you guys doing tonight? Great, yeah. how are you? Very good. So, I mean, obviously we've got a trio that we're dealing with here. Um, I guess we should have some introductions around. You can kind of choose, but I do believe ladies should go first. <laughs> All right, we'll just start this way. I'm Katie Ann. I play bass and trumpet, ukulele, uh, melodica, and xylophone, and sing in our band. Very nice. (laughs) And I am Misty Dawn, and I play bass and flute and melodica and sing, and I sometimes play drums. Oh, and you ukulele, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, sir, please feel yeah. free. And if you don't mind as well, um, I did not want to slaughter the pronunciation of your last name. Would you please <laughs> do that yeah. for us? It, I'm Vincenti Bielski, and I play. I do percussion and uh, vocals and bass. Very nice. And... Correct me if I'm wrong, I, I, I may be a little bit thrown off here. I thought you initially were perhaps a transplant. You may have grown up in Appalachia, but you've got a very strong Polish-sounding name. Yes, it's my great-grandfather. Actually, my, yeah, my great-grandfather on my dad's side. It's actually Beale, but the the SKI was dropped after they came from Poland to to Pennsylvania. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah, so I picked that back up. Actually, that's, that's my great-uncle's name. It was Vincenti Bielski. So how, you said it was your great-grandfather coming over to Pennsylvania? Yes. And then migrated down into West Virginia and into the mountains a little bit deeper right. and all? Okay. Yep. Very cool. Well, and ladies, um, obviously... We're here to discuss everything, and Katie, since we talked about this just briefly beforehand, you used to go by a moniker of Serafina, so uh, what made you decide to be a little more comfortable with putting your real name out there? Well, the reason I went with the name Serafina to begin with is because I had, I started taking belly dance lessons in about 2005, and you generally dance under a different name. It's like your dance name, your stage name. So I always had that. And 
so anytime I, I did any kind of performance, I would go under that name because it was like a stage name. And then after a while, after we've gotten really deep into Gypsy Rhythm, um, just having a stage name felt kind of like a persona, and it, it didn't feel authentic for me anymore, so I wanted to get back to my real name because what we do is very much like from the bottom of our soul, so I want, I want to be as real as possible and as me as possible. Well, great, and that kind of brings me around to the next thing I was going to bring up was you guys did initially start out as, well, as you said, a performance artist kind of thing. You were a belly dancing duo, and then how did the music come and grow out of that? Was it just like a natural progression that you were tired of doing that, or you guys had some background in music and just felt like maybe belly dancing wasn't really expressing everything that you wanted to express? Um, all of that? <laughs> yeah, it definitely, it definitely was all of that, though. I mean, we've always played music, you know, our whole lives we've sang and played different music instruments and just always had a real connection with music. So kind of dance was more like the second progression. But when we... uh got out of music. When we joined the Marine Corps, it kind of put music on a hold and on the back burner and turned our interest elsewhere for a little while. It never really left us, but, you know, it just kind of, we put our instruments down for a little while. And uh, dancing is what kind of brought us back to the music. Now, wait a minute. All three of you guys were in the Marine Corps? Is that how you met, or? No, we do. Misty and I were in the Marine Corps. We actually met in junior high and grew up together pretty much and then went to the Marine Corps together and then we kind of had our separate ways in the world for a while, but we eventually found our way back together. And Misty is being surprisingly silent. I mean, what's going on here? Well, I started rambling and then I <laughs> sort of couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> so I did, I did pitch in there from the last one. That was me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So, well, just because I was trying to put Misty on the spot there, I mean, what would be your perspective of the way things kind of formed out of what y'all started with the belly dancing into the band now? That was my answer. That was me answering. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought that was Katie. Yeah, that was my answer. Dear Lord, you guys sound enough alike to be sisters. We hear that a lot. That is crazy. Okay, um... Well, guess what? Blaine's a dumbass. Um, <laughs> we, may have to, we may have to tune in every time and say who we are. Yeah, we probably should. It's funny. We just finished um, doing some vocal recording. We're in the process of recording an album. And there were some times when we were listening back to tracks when Misty and I would go, Oh, was that you or was that me singing? I don't remember which one I was singing that part. <laughs> oh, well, that's a bit disturbing. Um, okay. <laughs> Well, let's get over to a voice then that I can actually recognize. Hey, Vincent, how's it going? That's good, man. How about you? Yeah, I'm doing well. So uh, your background then, in as far as how you got in, I mean, um, I'm having some issues wrapping my mind around you belly dancing, but since it started out as a duo, <laughs> I guess we can assume you didn't, or if you did, it was definitely under a stage name. <laughs> no, I've never belly danced. <laughs> 
But yeah, I've been playing drums my whole life with many different bands around Charleston. I was born and raised here. Uh, I met Katie through a different group, which led me to meeting Misty, when then she and I started into a different group. And then after that, after that, we all they split their different ways, and then the three of us came together, and we're talking to you today. Well, it was a, it was a natural progression. It was just like it was supposed yeah, to be. You know, it, really it, was, was. it was a magnetism that was. It's, it's, I haven't felt that in a while. We each had our own connection separately, and then together as well. Yeah. So um, just pretty much the music scene within the Charleston area, you guys were kind of like all in little cliques that had some minor connections, and then finally you decided, oh, well, technically we should be our own clique? Yeah, yeah, well, more or less. I mean, we were, we were, the three of us have always been in one band or another. I don't, yeah, like Katie and I were in a band together, then that broke up, and then Misty and I formed another band together, then that broke up, and then after, on the on the end of all that, we decided that the three of us would be best served with the three of us, instead of using other people for other ideas and other ventures and other bands. Let's just do all the things that we want to do with the three of us in one unit. Yeah, yes. I love that concept. I mean, that's kind of like what we've done here with some of the podcasting society and stuff. So kudos to you guys for really going out there and putting yourselves out. And it looks like you're getting a fair amount of recognition and gigs. And I believe you've even been interviewed on a couple of radio stations and performed for at least one of their events, if I'm not. Yeah. Yeah. You were just at the birthday party on the Columbia gas building. Yeah. Yeah. The rooftop, that was amazing. It was, it was a heck of an opportunity. It was neat. Now, for people, though, that may not necessarily know, and I mean, it's kind of goofy to say this, but it's just, it's just the truth. There's a lot of people that listen to the podcast that aren't necessarily Appalachians. And I mean, I get a lot of crap out of California and Europe and, you know, it's everywhere since it's internet-based. Where... And what would be the best way that you guys could not only say where Charleston is, but what Charleston is like in the scheme of Appalachia? Because when I had family up there in the Huntington area, we drove through it all the time. One of them ended up living down there. But Charleston seemed like it was always a little bit more of an edgier town within the region. To me, me, Charleston is... Since we're so close to the Mason-Dixon line, I feel like it's where east meets south, or uh, sorry, north meets south. You know, it's, it's it's a hub. It's a hub for everybody. You know, there's uh, like like you were saying. You know, people from out in California. You know, Huntington as well. I know a couple of people that have traveled all from here to California, lived out there and back, and they brought people with them. Yeah, you know, I think it's it's where everybody comes together on the eastern seaboard. You know, you have to go through Charleston if you're going anywhere, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's true. And it is very much like New York City combined with Savannah, Georgia. I mean, it's north meets south. He said it exactly yeah. right. Yeah. So You have all the southern charm, but it's still kind of northern, and it, it's got a hip and modern yeah. feel. We've, we've got our own We've got our own life. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I know, I know a lot of people, they'll bitch about how small Charleston is, but it's really not that small. You know, there's a lot going on here. There's a mm-hmm. lot of killer musicians in this area. Uh, Charleston, really, I've, I hope one day in the future, and but I don't want to see it get it played out like Seattle was, but, you know, I mm-hmm. see it happening. I see it like West Virginia 
one day we'll get noticed by all the A&R reps about all the kick-ass people that are playing music here, and that's, it'll happen. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's like the, the whole thing that happened here in Asheville and everything, too. I mean, my gosh, it, it's yeah. ridiculous. <laughs> then regentrification comes in. You can't afford to live in your own damn town anymore. And Right. Yeah, they're, they're, yeah that's, that's what I hope doesn't happen. I hope it stays raw and edgy, I guess. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Everybody's hungry at this point. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Well, now... I, I did want to get back and touch on just a little bit more of the personal history. Now, did, and I don't know how you guys are going to approach this. I'll just let you do it on your own. Did each and every one of you grow up in the immediate Charleston area? Or, because, Vincent, your accent, and pardon me, ladies, is not nearly as strong as theirs. So <laughs> right. I'm kind of curious as to who was more rural in raising or whatever. I grew up in Charleston. Like, I was up in the South Hills, Loudoun Heights, Fort Hill area, but all of Charleston. Yeah. I was born and raised in Boone County. Katie here, by the way. <laughs> I was born and raised in Boone County, South. And uh, I was born in Texas, actually, and I lived in Arkansas for a while, so my accent is actually a little bit different than the average Appalachian accent because <laughs> I, do, I do maintain a little bit of the Arkansas accent because I moved here when I was eight. But from the time I was eight, I lived in Boone County, and uh, that's pretty much, you know, when I met Katie. Yeah. We were doing a chorus thing in fifth grade, and I know it sounds cheesy, but we saw each other from across the room, and we were <laughs> like, oh, my gosh, I want to know her. <laughs> and uh, we didn't actually get to meet until we joined schools in junior high, and we had the same homeroom together because my last name was Andrews and hers was Barker. So we had the same homeroom, and all the way through high school we did. <laughs> yeah. Alphabetically friends. Alphabetically yeah. friends. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Lord. So, uh, Misty, your turn, I guess? That was Misty. Yeah. So Jesus. You heard, you heard all three of us. Did they literally just switch in the middle, and I did not realize it? Yeah. Misty's from Arkansas. Yeah, yeah I grew up, I, li I was born in Texas and grew up in Arkansas. Dear Lord, okay. <laughs> I have got to work on distinguishing this. Okay. So, anyhow. <laughs> You'll get it. Uh, the, it's subtle, uh, but it's there. <laughs> all right. Well, we, we might have to have about another 15 to 20 hour conversation for this, because... Yeah, I did not realize I was that bad at distinguishing the two of you now, but all right. Um, uh, yeah, moving on, Marine Corps, the girls went Marine. Um, what, how, when, uh, experiences, come on. Okay, well, this is Katie. In seventh grade, oh, well, first, it started before that, when I was very, very little. My daddy was a Marine, my papa was a Marine, we got a lot of veterans in our family and when I was about six or seven years old dad took me to see the Marine Corps silent drill platoon and it blew my freaking mind and I couldn't handle it just the ooh, the precision and the perfection and the dedication and discipline of these guys I just it fired me up so much and when it was all over I said dad can I can I be a Marine when I grow up and he said well yeah as long as you want to do it, you can do whatever you want. And I took it very literally. So 
if I want to do something, I'll pretty much do it. But anyway, in seventh grade, we had the, I guess, what, what do you call it, a job fair or something? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Where they, you have to go around up to all the stations and they tell you about different careers and stuff and you have to, like, figure out what you're going, going to do when you grow up. Well, first off, we're 12, and I that's so long away when you're 12. I just want to play outside and do my homework. <laughs> so nothing was interesting. Whoa, 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 whoa. Bullshit. I'm calling that. Sorry, you do not just want to go outside and do your homework at 12. <laughs> not do my homework outside, but play outside, also do my homework. I didn't like school. She did her homework. I love schoolwork. Anyways, um, so nothing was interesting, and we got to the last thing, which was the military all had booths set up. And we went over to the Marine Corps booth. And they were just so squared away and seemed like they had it together. And it seemed like, oh, what a proud and puffed up thing to do. Let's go off and be strong together. So we said we'd join the Marine Corps together. And high school went on. I kind of forgot about it because things change. And we got really, really strong into music. And I had applied for uh, a area college in Kentucky. And it got an acceptance was all gung-ho to go to college and I I, I apologize I I, I don't mean to interrupt you but it just dawned on me when you said you said Beria yeah okay I always heard it pronounced Berea so it it took me a second yeah no 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 I always did pronounce it wrong I forgot anyway (laughs) yeah so Misty called me one day after school and said hey I enlisted the Marine Corps are you coming or what <laughs> and I went, oh crap, you're right, I forgot. I notify the college and go, hey, uh, I'm not coming after all. I'm sorry, I forgot. I'm going to the Marine Corps. And I told my parents, and my mom was heartbroken. Daddy was proud, but also kind of heartbroken. And so we didn't turn 18 until after we graduated, so we had to enter the delayed entry program. So our parents had to go with us to enlist, and anyway, uh, three months after we graduated high school, we left for Paris Island. Ah, oh, nice. So, you guys had to take your parents to MEPS, and then down to Little Cambodia. <laughs> they didn't go with us to Paris Island. They took us on a, like a little van? Yeah, it was, it was a van. It was like a government van. Oh, I think I just got the distinction there. Yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah, it was a like one of those prisoner vans. <laughs> <laughs> well, so how long did you guys serve, or were you overseas, or stateside, or what? Well, I this is Misty. I was in for five years, and uh, I did a year in Japan. I came back a little bit early because I was pregnant with my oldest son, and uh, I was a high-risk pregnancy, so they they didn't actually have any hospitals on American soil there, and the hospitals that they had weren't, like, (laughs) really good, so they were worried about the pregnancy, so I was shipped back after, like, seven months, but it was one of the most beautiful and amazing places I've ever been, Okinawa, Japan. It was brilliant. And then I was uh, stationed in South Carolina after that. She and I were together in 
29 Palms for our first training. We were there for a year. Oh, California, yeah, that's why we had to join the five-year contract is because our schooling was a year long and, and intensive. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, so what What did you guys get trained for within? Well, we were we were under the category ground electronics technician. Because when we signed up, our recruiter said, you can either be an accountant or a ground electronics technician. And we're like, are you kidding? We're going to join the Marine Corps to become accountants? My not technicians. <laughs> not. We didn't know what it meant, but we didn't want to be accountants. Right. <laughs> so, but basically, we diagnosed and serviced communications equipment, like field telephones. Yeah. And things that are actually um, encrypted. Encrypted. Yeah. And that's so, what we did. We fi fixed the encryption gear. So basically, things we should not delve into much further. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Vincent, what were you doing during the time while they were um, pretty much uh, satellite repair people? <laughs> I was, uh, I was playing, playing music, playing in different bands, traveling, yeah. uh, cooking. I'm, I'm a chef. Oh uh, wow, cool! I'm a chef for a local restaurant right now. But I was in a couple bands, and we played a lot, like every weekend, all the time, constantly playing, constantly writing music, you know, in the studio. Good times. <laughs> Real fast. Good times. So, were you always a drum person, or, I mean, anything besides percussion? What? Well, I, I, I play bass occasionally, but mostly percussion. I started playing when I was three years old. My first professional gig was with my father, Chuck Beal, at, uh, at 13. You know, is that one of the local clubs? I've been playing out since then. Yeah. Saying that uh, I've been playing drums you know, professionally since I was 13 years old. Oh, wait, professionally for, since yeah, that my, Wow, my, my nice. First, yeah, my first paying gig was, was at a local bar around here at 13. It's actually at the empty glass. I don't know if I should say it, but it's different <laughs> owners now. Or, yeah, well, but, yeah. um, I, I'll cut that out if there's any concern. <laughs> <laughs> so... <laughs> Much older now, so I guess it's the statute of limitations might have ran out. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll roll with it, and then if the lawsuit comes up, we can just plausible deniability. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, before I get into everything else about what you guys are doing and all within the music scene, I mean, obviously, the podcast is Appalachian Pie. So, Misty, since you threw me for a complete loop being Arkansas and all that jazz, and we've only got two Appalachians out of the three of you, I guess what would be the thing that you would like to tell the world that Appalachia is that is different from just the stereotypical concept of what we are? Because it just seems like everybody dismisses us, all of us out of hand for some reason. I'll tell you what, there's, you know, in the Marine Corps, it was real real proof for me that people judge us by our accent. They think we're dumb because of the way we talk, oh, yeah. and we are absolutely yeah. dismissed. That has so much to do with it. It's just the way we talk. I mean, it blew my mind that how much people just 
and then being a woman on top of that, really, you know, but then being sounding like a dumb woman to them, they were really dismissive. And it was always like, oh, come on now. You didn't even give me a chance. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they really just, and I think we move slower the, a, lot, a lot of times and in the cities, especially like out west. Right. Especially out west, they're faster moving at faster pace. They talk faster. And they feel like we're just, they put us, they totally dismiss us because they feel like we're dumb. <laughs> I look at you it know? as confidence. It's the Appalachian confidence. You know, mm-hmm. I'm, I know what I'm going to tell you. I'm just, right. I'm going to take my time and letting you know how it is. Yeah, you know? and they're impatient. <laughs> they're really impatient. And I think that impatience, they, they pass judgments before they even know. And um, another thing is the sense of community here, I feel, is, much stronger than just about anywhere else I've ever been. Oh, yeah. I mean, people here have your back no matter what. And the communities will come and rally around a person or an event that, I mean, it will take your breath away the way people will really stand up for each other here. Yeah. It's a whole filial state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and actually, if you don't mind me kind of like coattailing onto that, it's one of the things that I've always thought was kind of, I guess odd for my Appalachian experience was since my accent isn't that strong when I would say something about being Appalachian you could see people's faces change absolutely yeah <laughs> so it it always kind of freaked me out and yeah absolutely I, I, I had a blind man in Florida doubt he argued with me. I mean, it was a friendly argument, but I was, I was, he said, well, where are you from? And I said, I'm from Charleston, West Virginia. He said, I don't believe you. And I said, why? He said, you do not sound like you're from Charleston, West Virginia. You don't sound like you're from the Appalachians. And I was like, I was born and raised there, sir. And it was a good hour before he finally accepted a little bit of it. You know, everybody I was with was like, he's, he's, he's from there. He just got there, or he just got here from there. Stepped off the car, you know, <laughs> license plate, West Virginia. He's like, I don't believe him. <laughs> oh, yeah. And actually, now that we've let the natives speak, um, Misty, uh, what, what's been your experience? And, I mean, the Arkansas thing, now that I've kind of put the two and two together, I think I can kind of keep up with y'all without you having to announce yourselves. <laughs> that, that was all her. Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, you asked her the, the Appalachian thing. No, it's all her. <laughs> no, I thought you jumped in right afterwards. Jesus, okay. I, I might have had a, a very short interjection of, of agreement or something, because, hell, yeah, to all of that that she said, but, you know, that was all her. <laughs> oh, Lord, this is not going well. Okay, so. <laughs> <laughs> I'm happy to be here. We're pretty much interchangeable. Yeah, absolutely. Well, then, I guess, Katie, yours. All right. Well, I I think it's a very special place that we live. And like Misty said, we do catch a lot of hell from from those dang outsiders. But um, it is. It's like a whole different world in here. And Mm -hmm. I I think there's something. I think it's been in a good way because, I don't know. I kind of feel like we're from a place, like she said, it's a lot slower and it's sort of slower in the grand scheme of things, too. Like, people yeah. here still have um, family gardens and community gardens, and, like, it's like we we still speak to the mountains and 
just connect with our home. And it is. It's just such a sense of togetherness of everybody here. I've been places like when we were out in California, and if you happen to meet somebody who is from here, not even just our state, but the entire region, it's such a special instant bond. Like, ah, oh, you know, you know how it is, ma'am. Yeah, and actually hearkening back to what you just said, and I guess Misty said earlier, in my ignorance of identifying, but <laughs> the, the slower thing, too, and... Even back to what Vincent was saying, too. We're, we're going to be a little bit slower even in our responses sometimes with people because, yes, we're going to tell them what you think, what, what we think, but yeah. we're, we're probably going to couch it a little bit more politely when we tell you we're either about to push you off a cliff or punch <laughs> you. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. Well, That's there. another thing. Yeah. That's another thing about us. Uh, is manners and politeness. Yes. This is also still Katie. Because, <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I don't know, that one of the, we experienced a lot of culture shock when we mm -hmm. went to the Marine Corps, because that, that was our first time being out in the world. Like, here we are, two little country girls going over to California, and our natural instinct is to just say hey to every person you pass and smile at them if you come in close contact. Oh, yeah, wave a hand, hi hi. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you been? It's beautiful day. And, and like we genuinely want to know how you are. But we would get the craziest looks or people would look at us mean or ignore mm -hmm. us and we're like, what? Don't people say hey? Somebody actually right. told us that once, didn't they? This is Missy. Somebody actually told us that once. They were like, why do you guys say hello to everybody? Yeah. They were like, people don't do that. It's what you do. It is. I'm yeah. like, well, why not? Why? Exactly. I mean, it's, it's not like I'm going to walk down the street and completely ignore every single person that I make eye contact right. with. Right. I find it hard to do that. I find it hard not to say hello to people. Right. Yeah. yeah especially people who are already happy or yeah. people who look like they need cheering up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what if? What if you... You switch that person's day around by, hey, what's going on, man? Right. I've had my day made by strangers plenty of times. Like, if I'm in a foul mood for this reason or that reason, and I've had, like, somebody in a store just, I don't know, it'd be really polite or just give me a genuine smile about something or just me witness somebody else being happy. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, it just, it can. It can change your whole day. So why not say hey to everybody? Exactly. And, you know, it, it, it's it's something that I've run across here just in Nashville because we've had so many transplants and everything. It A lot of people now, and albeit I did not grow up in Asheville. Now, full disclosure, I grew up on the other side of the mountains in the Johnson City area. But still, it was all within the mountain area that I was raised and... You know, you move around as you get older. I understand exactly what you're saying. And since coming back up here, I just feel like, especially the experience that I've had in Nashville has been a welcoming for the people that I knew. But the people that are transplanted, they still seem, well, to borrow your term from earlier, awkward <laughs> when you... Yeah. Say hey to them or walk past them and make eye contact and just go, hey, how's it going? What you doing, brother? Anything. Yeah. yeah. Just sticking on Appalachia for one more question. How much does it run up your all's collective spines when you hear someone say Appalachia? Yeah. 
Appalachia or Appalachia. <laughs> I ignore it now. It's, it's it, it lets me know where you're from. That's true. <laughs> that is a beautiful way of putting it. <laughs> no, that that that's one thing that I have to say is I lived up in um, Ohio for a while and out in Missouri and. Every time I would hear somebody, especially news reporters, saying Appalachia, I was just going, no, it's not. And, okay, um, why am I yelling at the TV? So, But now, anyhow, back to what you guys are doing as far as your music and art and all that jazz. Um, I did run across an article that you guys had done um an interview in the Beltane and the Forest thing. So, yeah. Pagan's making a difference one hand at a time. I'm not necessarily trying to get into a religious discussion, but it, does it mean that you guys are open-minded to all faiths and all? You don't necessarily consider yourselves stuck in what our stereotype is? Definitely. Absolutely. What what was that entire festival like? It was beautiful. This is Katie. It was it was a beautiful festival. And what I like about Beltane is <laughs> I put some facts on that. I didn't mean <laughs> is that um, I mean aside from it being a, a lovely pagan celebration and festival, it's um well not a, it's not a festival, just a a celebration of a nature yeah yeah but it's also it's very welcoming like no matter what faith or non-faith you happen to be you're welcome there because it's i mean it's, it's just got a good atmosphere it's not just about the um honor and nature and all that it's it's pretty good just sort of honoring each other and being love. in a good yeah yeah love just thy, sharing love yeah love thy brother love yeah. thy sister yeah just being in the energy of a bunch of good positive people and as far as what you guys have coming up in the future and all i mean i know you you host an open mic i believe at the um locale that may or may not have contributed to vincent's delinquency yeah i like <laughs> yeah. how you put that yeah, we're third Monday. Yeah. At the Empty Glass, every third Monday. And uh, how how big of an event is that? I mean, I I've never been there, so I'm well, at a complete have, loss. Um, this is Misty again. Um, they have open mic there every Monday, and it's by a different host every Monday. And uh, it's it's actually a pretty big thing. They ha they have some some regulars, some people that come from out of town hit it up too, and that's always a blast. Yeah. And um, there's always new faces. I guess with the hosting duties on doing something like that, um, do you perform in between the people that are just kind of like stepping up to the stage, or how does that work? Well, the way we generally run it is we've got a list um, where people sign up to play. And if there's nobody signed up by the time we're ready to get things kicked off, we'll play a few songs. Or if somebody is first on the list and it's their first time and they're a little nervous, sometimes they'll ask us to play a couple songs just to kind of get the room warmed up and let everybody know, hey, it's music time, listen up. But that's, we'll do that and then if it's 
winding down and there's no more people to play, we usually get back up on stage and just so that there's no lull in the music and because we just love to play and we want to play as often and as long as possible. Yeah. Sometimes sometimes people ask us to back them yeah. while they while they play their, their music or, you know, individually we'll get up with another artist or, you know, I find myself going up and playing drums behind mm-hmm. a lot of different artists. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's cool. Kind of like a throwback to the whole beat generation thing. And yeah. So, otherwise, what are the big plans that you guys have going on, say, within the next few months if people are, first of all, just being introduced to you or going to be in the Charleston, West Virginia area? Well. I guess the, the next ballad would be the open mic. Yes. Yeah, the third Monday. Yeah. And then our Blue Parrot Show. With yeah. Forty tens and no pretty pictures. Yes. On September second. Yes. Wait, I'm sorry. The Blue Parrot. Yes. What is it's that? On Cap- it's downtown Charleston on Capitol Street. It's oh. a, a it's a bar. Then they have music. They have an awesome stage. Yes. With all kinds of lights and stuff. It's wicked. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, sorry. The, the The reason I kind of hesitated on that was because there's a festival in Johnson City called the Blue Plum, and I was just going, oh, <laughs> what? what? The Blue Parrot. Gotcha. Okay, oh. so it's a bar, not a festival. Right. right. And right. actually, we just uh, booked a gig for next week, August 4th, at the Blue Parrot. Uh, not the Blue Parrot, I'm sorry. At the Empty Glass with another... Awesome local artist called Pepper Fandango, who actually recorded the songs that we sent you through Empty Glass Records. Yeah. And I was actually about to bring that up. Thank you for the segue, because I do believe <laughs> we should listen to it here.
the bay at night With your arms around me tight So, hope you guys enjoyed that, and please, um, Pepper Fandango, uh, I, I love the name, um, is, is she an owner, manager, what? She's an artist, a local artist, this is Missy, and uh, she runs sound at the Empty Glass a lot, and um, she records quite a, she records all of her music through Empty Glass Records, and she's recorded a couple of our things through there, too. But uh, she's an amazing artist, and she actually is a burlesque dancer. Yeah. And she plays banjo and sings. And I love a sound woman, sound yeah. engineer. Yes, she's brilliant. Yeah. She's really great. Oh wow! We're, we're big cool. fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, hell, next time I'm up there, I definitely would like to meet her for a second. Oh, you would love her. You, you would must. That was one day um, Misty and I had intended to get together for rehearsal and we ended up putting on a playlist of a bunch of Pepper songs and Misty got behind the drum kit and I got on my bass and we just started backing her up basically. <laughs> it was fun. So there have been a couple of nights. Like she she almost always ends mm -hmm. up running sound when we play at open mic and a lot of times she'll get up and play some of her songs with us and we'll back her. Yeah. Very cool. Now... Obviously, people just got to hear My Carolina and everything. Would you consider that, like, the song that most identifies you as your band? Or is there something else or just, I mean, Gypsy, Appalachian, or sorry, Appalachian, Gypsy Punk. It's kind of a mishmash of things that people may not understand. Uh, is there... Another song that may identify your overall sound better, or is that the best? I don't. I don't think that you can pinpoint one song. You really can't. If you no. like, when our when yeah, we we'll send you a, a copy of our album when it comes out, and you'll hear each song is in a different style. We just can't. Why? Why? 
we just can't limit ourselves in in that respect. You know, it's 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 not what comes naturally to our songwriting. And that's yeah. kind of where we get the Appalachian <laughs> Gypsy Punk from, is because mm-hmm. it is just such a blend of genres and styles and moods. Yeah. Yeah. It's a t- it's a mishmash of everything. Moods is good. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So in a way, in a way, like every single song. You could say that about every one of our songs. Yeah, Cody. that represents us. Yeah. Yeah, and all- I really like the the way you guys jumped into that because the thing that I was thinking is it, it kind of harkens back to the Appalachian spirit. Is like we're used to having to, well, hell, even the Marine Corps spirit for you ladies is we're used to having to adapt and just take on everything and that's part of the reason why I think we're a little bit of a different folk than the rest of the US maybe we could say yeah <laughs> we'll do just about anything and it's how kind of all three of us are really is like if we feel like I want to write a song like this and it needs this instrument and I've never played it learn it we'll get it and we'll learn it and we'll play it yeah and we just kind of do it by ear and by playing it just feel it out and figure it out as we go and real Appalachian style I guess I mean we never really considered that but Appalachian confidence but it really mm-hmm. is you know just hey let's do this thing grab that let's play <laughs> okay go <laughs> I mean, I've, I've played in bands where it was like one style you know and, and that's a lot of fun if you're doing if you're if you're writing from the heart and you want to mm-hmm. stick with that then you can do that of course and, and it is awesome but with this group, I just felt there was so much coming. There was so much eclectic. What's the word? Eclecticism. Yeah, eclecticity. Yeah. <laughs> so much eclecticity coming from Katie and Misty's end, and all the wild ideas I had. You know, it just it's perfect. And you know, we just decided there's no way we can just do one thing. We can't. Yeah, you know, we it's can. not in our blood and bones. You know, our marrow doesn't produce it. No, we want to do <laughs> all of the things. <laughs> oh, like, why are y'all all doing the same thing over and over again? I want to do a bunch of different stuff. This, yeah. This is the best, by the way. <laughs> 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 so, um, where, where do you guys? I mean, do you just pretty much stay local to Charleston, or do you kind of branch out more regionally, or what's the situation? Well, we stay pretty local. We're not opposed to going around. We just... Um, we don't have it yet. We don't have it Yeah, There's a lot of places around here that we still haven't played, you know. We're still putting our feelers out and getting our name known. And uh, we did play in Johnson City yeah. at the... Um, what's the magic? Buffalo, uh, Buffalo Valley Music Festival. And uh, that oh was a blast. Oh, my God. That was a good time. It was. I am so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. It, it was it was really cool. Was I, dug, I dug the hell out of it. We loved you know, it. I, I've been there before. I can't remember when, but it was a music festival years and years ago. I think I was like twenty four. I think I played there. It was that same that same property, but yeah, it was just it was. Mm-hmm. It, it's okay, man. Whatever. Everybody said it. like some people said that before while we were there. Like, oh, I'm really I know, sorry. No, no, and I don't it's mean right. for you to take my comment negatively. It's just oh. I. I have a certain negative connotation towards the town of Johnson City, not the people. So, <laughs> I think this is a little bit outside of Johnson City, right? Yeah, Unicoi, Unicoi, that's right. There you go, Irwin areas and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I All think right. if you go when you've gone too far, right? Yes, yeah, that's we what they do. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, you were you guys were about three steps from the border to North Carolina, so yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. that's why it felt like home to us. <laughs> <laughs> so, where could people find you if they were interested in looking you up? Because I know you've got CDs coming out, and you do post a fair amount on not only Facebook and YouTube and such, but you know, promote yourselves, guys. Well, we have a Facebook page. Um, that we try to stay up on. Yeah. And we've, we've recently started doing a couple live broadcasts since they have the live broadcast thing, which is so super cool. We've done it for a couple of our rehearsals, which was fun. This is this is Katie, um, by the way. And <laughs> we, we did a... Um, we live broadcasted an actual mm-hmm. performance recently. We played at a silent auction that they held for... It was a flood benefit, which, by the way... There's one other awesome example of how we come together. Yeah. I mean, the god-awful flood that happened, I'm sure everybody knows by now. Uh, there was so much response to it, and people just... Still is. Yes, yeah, still. It's There's still, still benefits. Yeah. And, and I feel uh, remiss for not bringing it up. Yes, I did know you did that. Yeah, so that was really cool, though. They had the, the silent auction, which was kind of super fancy and fun. Yeah, and right. We, we provided just like a background music for them and that was really nice but yeah all that stuff i got way off on a tangent but we're on facebook <laughs> yeah. yeah we have we have gypsy rhythm 2 at gmail.com i believe yeah, yeah that's our email why two well because we started out as the duo and that's where we had our um email ads for booking oh okay gotcha and then um we you know we have a twitter we have an instagram we're not really good at those things. No. Facebook's really the ticket. I mean, we're, yeah. we're on there, and we're trying. We're trying real hard to be all technical. We forget we have them. But, they, you know, Twitter and Instagram's really just... Yeah, it's a, 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 yeah Gypsy Rhythm at Facebook, and then Gypsy Rhythm 2 at gmail.com. Yeah. Yeah. And you can also email me if you'd like. It's VincentBeal2 at gmail.com. Yeah, and you can find all of our information on our Facebook page, and we'll keep that updated for our um, albums too. Yeah. Whenever those come out, you'll you'll uh, be able to purchase them on there. Yeah, you can instant message us on on Facebook Messenger as well. Yeah, that's through right. Through Rhythm. Yes. Yeah. It'll come up. It'll give you the. And icon. it actually, yeah, it sends it to all of us, so we'll all yes. get your message. Yeah. Oh, Group chat cool. with us, Woo. In real time. Yeah, real time. That's so. Yes, yeah, we can get all our stuff done. I, I just like. I just want to say that we we love everybody that this and all the yeah. people that are gonna they don't know it yet but they love us <laughs> <laughs> we love them you know we we, we people do they we enjoy them and they enjoy us you know i, I just yeah thank you yeah i yeah. say thank you to everybody that's there yeah absolutely yeah. and yeah, thank you to everybody well very cool and well once again i do appreciate you guys coming on feel free to reach out at any time you can find us on facebook appalachian pie obviously take care we do love you Catch you later. Bye. You can kill me. I will not die. Not now. Not ever. No, never.
ban my records. They won't tell me when I can drink and what I can drink. They want to ban drugs and sex and everything. People want to have a lot of rules. A lot of rules and regulations. But listen up. Listen up, Mr. Rules and Regulations. I ain't gonna obey it. What's up, man? I ain't gonna do what you say. Oh, you can put me in jail. You can kill me. You can execute me. But you can't kill rock and roll, man. I'll tell you another damn thing. I ain't eating no more fucking McDonald's either. I ain't gonna eat it no more. I ain't gonna eat it because it don't taste good. You know what? McDonald's can kiss my butt! McDonald's can kiss my butt. It's a great big hairy butt. Got a dingleberry hanging off my butt. McDonald's kiss my ass. You know, people say, Mojo, you're always complaining about everything. Why don't you vote in the election? Why don't you become involved in the electoral process? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. Vote for Clinton, Mojo. It's going to make everything nice and new and neat. We got one fool, just as big a fool as the other fool. Ain't nothing changed. Same fools riding around in the black cars. We still riding around on the subway, riding around in the bus. We riding around in a 1978, you know, 1978 El Torino or some damn thing. Leaking all, ain't got no money. Gotta pay taxes, everything's screwed up. I ain't gonna take it no more. I'm gonna start an armed insurrection. I'm gonna go to the hills of West Virginia and I'm gonna liberate some guns from a National Guard armory. And I'm gonna start armed revolt because at some time in the course of human events it becomes necessary to disassociate yourself the ties that bind. I'm gonna break them ties. I'm gonna bust them up. So there I am standing around a campfire in the hills of West Virginia. And the flames are shooting up high. And I happen to be the head of the armed insurrection of Rebel Alliance. And I'm going to sing our brand new our brand new national anthem that goes something like this. You can't kill me. I will not die. Not now. Not ever. No, never. Wow. I'm going to live a long, long time. My soul is on. Full of holes, but you can't kill the spirit of rock and roll, baby!